It's time for another episode of the Josh Cast. Josh Cast. Josh Cast. It's all gonna be a disaster. A disaster. There is no hope. No hope. No hope. It's over. Josh Cast. I have to record this earlier in the day because they are filming outside of where I live and they are shutting down the streets from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. So that's fun. That's fun. That uh, They're coming over and they're saying, hey, we're going to need you to move your car so that a bunch of people can live your dream while you have to go and park somewhere else. Other people are trying to live their dreams here. Get out of the way. Move, sir. Move immediately. So I'm trying to do this in the fog of 6.49 in the morning. But perhaps you could just simply park your car somewhere else and sleep in. The irony is that I, did, I was already awake anyway. Just awake and worrying at five, as is my usual manner of being lately. And I do feel like I still have my morning voice. So my voice is sexy. Or at least it feels sexy to me. It's probably not sexy to anyone else. But now the goal is, can I get my brain to work at this early in the morning? Yesterday I was talking about how much I hate morning people, and today I feel like the topic should stay the same. Not a fan of mornings. Although I think I'm better in bed in mornings in terms of the sexual stuff. I have no practical experience to know that, but I guess it's just a feeling I have, a theory. I get tired at night and in the afternoon and in the late morning. Where is this podcast going? That's exactly what I need to know. Would you like me to change the channel? No, no, no. I'll continue to listen. I'll continue to listen, Stevens. Perhaps it will lead to something wonderful. Sir, I, I highly doubt that. You do not know what could become in the future. You know nothing, Stevens. You're a worthless ball of filth. I can't stand the sight of you, Stevens. Can't stand the sight of you. You know, I, I appreciate that sentiment, sir. You would say that. You're n- nothing but a worthless sycophant. That's all you are, Stevens. A worthless sycophant. 
And I'll make sure that with my dying breath, I will see to it that you live a miserable and unfulfilled life, Stevens. Ah, that's very kind of you to say, sir. No, you're not even taking me seriously. Don't you understand? I'm a mired, miserly old rich man. I have an enormous amount of power and influence. Specifically in the headlight building community. I built an entire fortune on headlights. Yes, sir, we, we all know about your headlight fortune. Yes! I know headlights. Yes, sir, you, you, you know all about headlights. Don't! Don't say that. Don't try to make a pun on headlights and boobies. I cannot stand that the, the term headlights has been so connected with a scandalous thing as a booby. My headlights are not scandalous. My headlights, my favorite headlights are round and firm and supple. Uh, sir, I think you uh, Probably shouldn't say that if you, if you don't want to keep perpetuating this. Story. Don't tell me what I can and cannot do, Stevens. I will make sure that there is nothing left of you. I will wipe the floor with your blood, Stevens. Oh, that reminds me, sir. I need to take a, a week off for vacation. Oh, when? Uh, that's the 25th through the 3rd. Ah, all right. Well, ah. Uh, uh, just make sure you f fill out the vacation form and, and I'll sign it. Stevens. I don't know. I like pretending to be evil old men. I don't know what that is lately, but it's a it's a uh, an impulse of mine that I have. But shouldn't the podcast say something? That's my question. I, what what are you trying to say with the podcast? What's your theme? Okay, how about this? I hate it when they close down the street for filming. That's the theme of this podcast. We're filming a movie on this street. We need to close it down. Can you put me in the movie? No, no, oh God, no. Not only can you not park here, we don't want you anywhere near these cameras. There's nothing like a uh, filming permit just to remind me how worthless and unimportant I am. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't they don't go farther. Yes, we're we're going to be filming on your street. We're going to need you to leave California for a week. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, the the director, you know, he's very big on um, establishing mood, and uh, we just. You know, we just feel that your presence, that just the ether, the energy of your presence will be a negative impact on the film. And that's not what the film's about. So we're going to ask that you leave the, uh, 
that you leave leave the state for ten days. Um. That's our request. Um. I I I can't do that. I have to I have to worry. If you, you don't understand, if you don't leave the state for ten days, there will be a fine. You can't do this. Yes, we can. Because we make films and we can do anything. We're a dream factory. We are a dream factory. We make the dreams that you dream. We can take you to the ends of the earth. Take you on a grand romantic birth. We can take you to space. We can take you to sea. We are the dream factory. Just you and me. I'm really impressed that you you sang to me while kicking me out of the state. Um, although you got to say, if the last line is the dream factory, you and me, well, I mean, you're kicking me out of the state. Well, yeah, we still need you to come watch the movie, but we don't want you near the movie in any stretch of the imagination. And so, Joshua was forced to leave the state while they filmed the movie Under My Bosom. That's the name of the movie? Yeah, it's called Under My Bosom. What's it about? I, I don't know. It's a, they say it's a period piece. I could make a pun there. Don't make a pun there about that. Don't do that. Don't go there. Please don't go there. So what did you do while you were out of out of the state for 10 days? I just kind of wandered. Tried to make sense of life. Tried to go on a, I don't know, just a spiritual journey. And where did that spiritual journey take you? Well, I mean, I, I guess I had a religious experience, sort of. Did you see God? No, I, I didn't see, well, I didn't see God. Uh, but I, I saw someone who professed to be uh, God's portfolio manager. You met God's portfolio manager. Yeah, I did. If I understand you're on a spiritual journey, come on in. Hi. Ted Anders, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm actually God's portfolio manager. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He... We're big in diversification right now. He just bought some land in Nevada. And uh, I know he's also working on some... Uh, working on some uh, hedge funds. That, that, that we, think, we think it's going to be pretty lucrative. I didn't know God had a portfolio manager. Oh, everyone should get one. I mean, it's very critical that you get a portfolio manager. It's, you just don't want to you know, go out there in the, in, the, in the crazy world of business and stocks without having some idea of what you're going to do. How long have you been God's portfolio manager? Oh, about five years now. He came to me as a, as a burning bush, and he said he had some concerns about some of his uh, uh, raspberry stocks. And I said, you have stocks and raspberries. Well, that's your first problem right there. There's a lot more we can be doing than just raspberry stocks, for, <laughs> for pity's sake. So I uh, had him uh, kind of uh, put together what some of his goals were, and I uh, was able to kind of generate a, a 
plan, and we've implemented that. And I've got to say, we've 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 increased his profits by about two percent uh, the past few years. How much is God worth? Oh, about about twenty-two thousand dollars. God is worth twenty-two thousand dollars. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it was you, you think it. You know, it doesn't sound particularly good, but you got to understand, he was, he was barely at 5000 when I started with him. I figured he would be worth more than that because he's, you know, he's he's God. Well, he likes to tell people he's infallible, but, you know, he put huh, put a lot of money into Enron at the wrong time. So, I don't know so much about that. You sure we're talking about the, the same God, the one who created the universe? Well, listen, you know, people have strengths and weaknesses, and, and uh, uh, his strength was, you know, uh, basically the manipulation of matter and energy. His weakness is uh, knowing what's a good deal. <laughs> right. Well, uh, uh, I mean, has God taught you anything about the universe? Oh, he taught me loads about the universe, you know, he... Uh, I think the number one thing I've learned from him is that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, gluten is gluten, and it's going to do to you what it's going to do to you. And you can you can try to deny it, you can try to ignore it, but you just can't outrun gluten. That's that's what that's what I've learned from God. That was the number one thing. You know, he's the one who introduced me to some gluten-free bread options that have really really helped turn my uh, uh, brain-gut relationship around. So I, that was useful. He also taught me, I didn't know this, he taught me that if you, if you put your knuckles together um, and, and you start at one end, that you know, the first knuckle is January, and then the, the space in between the knuckle is February, and then the next one after that is March, and it's a way for you to, to see uh, which, which months of the year have 31 days and which have uh, 30 or less. I mean, in the case of February. <laughs> He taught me that trick. You know, I didn't. I've I've been on this earth for you know 59 years. Had no idea that uh, that you could do that with your knuckles. Isn't that amazing? That's just amazing. What a guy, this God. What a guy. You know. I have absolutely what have I have absolutely no idea what's happening in this podcast right now. I have no clue. I have no clue what is going on. It is too early in the morning to be doing this. That's my two cents on that. Um, I, w- I want to have a discussion because I'm I'm, I'm 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 sitting outside a building that has a mural on it, and it's just reminding me of this whole thing called art. And I just I don't get it. Like I was reading an article about why the Mona Lisa is so valuable and why it's considered one of the most famous paintings. And part of it, apparently, according to this article, has to do with the fact that it was famously stolen on more than one occasion. And around the time that it was stolen, I think it created enough of a to-do that it became famous. So if not for that, the painting not might not be as famous as it is. Which just goes to show you the more things change, the more they stay the same. I mean, 
the painting, I mean, if you think about it, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, will will uh, slam the Kardashians and say, well, you know, why are they famous? Why are they famous? Well, you know what? They're really hustling. The painting didn't do anything. The painting was just there and then was stolen. The Kardashians are trying to build a business, putting a lot of effort into it. I almost have more respect for the Kardashians than I do for the Mona Lisa. All the Mona Lisa did was was be enigmatic and get stolen. Who cares? The other thing about the Mona Lisa I was reading that I guess is different than usual is that it is the expression on the Mona Lisa. Because I guess at the time uh, when painters were painting people, it was actually they would convey emotions through the hand gesture of the person, not the facial expression. And back then, I guess, it was to paint to paint a person smiling, for instance, was not in vogue because smiling was equated with lying or being evil, I believe, if I remember the article correctly. Smiling was, was not seen as a cool thing to do or a cool thing to paint. And uh, here's the weird thing. I don't think that's changed. I still equate smiling with evil because usually when someone is smiling, they are lying through their teeth. Literally. Nobody wants to smile. Babies smile because they don't yet know the kinds of idiots that they're dealing with. But beyond that, nobody wants to smile. And all during school, we take the we take the school pictures and my mom would go, I don't like the smile. I don't like the smile in this picture. You're not smile. This isn't your smile. You're not smiling in this picture. And so I finally said to myself, all right, I don't, you know, I'm sorry you can't, I'm sorry I can't be happy on cue for you. If you are upset with me that I cannot be happy on cue, then I suggest that you go ahead and take my genetic structure and alter it accordingly. Do you have that capability? No. Well then, you have two choices. Either I give you a fake smile in the picture, or I stare into the camera with no smile, with eyes that say, there is no God. That's actually not true, man. I, I you know, a lot of people say that, but I, I know the guy, and he's a great guy. You know, he, uh, He's a terrific guy. He bought. He, he got me brunch. Well, we split it. You know, he was. You know, he's not made of money, but uh, you know, we we uh, we had a fantastic time. You know, and he he took me to see. Uh, uh, he took me back to his apartment. You know, he's it's it's a nice apartment. You know, it's it's uh, it's not a two story. It's one story, but it's a nice apartment. He t- took me back to his place, and we watched uh, we watched that movie Dreamscape with Dennis Quaid, which is a great little film from the 80s that I think got uh, ignored a little bit. He goes into people's dreams. He goes into people's dreams. That's really, it's a really cool movie, and I enjoyed it. I'd never heard of it, but it was really nice. God's a nice guy. I don't know why people, oh, all this animosity against God. I just don't understand it, you know? I just don't understand it. Uh, hi, Josh. Uh, we're, um, so we're filming, um, and uh, for the next 10 days, we, uh, we want you to not do your podcast. Uh, we, we feel like it's, it's only going to harm the, the quality of the film. Uh, what, what film are you, you making?
It's a film called uh, The Mona Lisa, Why Do We Care? Actually, I can get behind that film. Yeah, I, I, I think you can too. So, uh, you know, to make the film good, we're asking that you don't... We're asking that you... Can you not exist for 10 days? Is that possible? To blink yourself out of existence and then come back into existence. Um, I, I don't... You know, there, maybe you go go to the large Hedron Collector and uh, plug yourself in. But if you could do that, that'd be, that'd be great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being... Uh, thank you for being uh, respectful to our filming needs. Because we're... Makers of dreams, makers of dreams, makers of dreams. I want to kick you in the teeth, Stevens. <laughs>